going to talk about another um, topic here now, an, an interesting one. It's a study that came out last week in uh, the journal Lancet Planetary Health, and it shed some light on um, wildfires and the cancer risks that they can pose. Now, um, the guest that's joining us is Scott Weikentoll, who is an assistant professor. Scott, um, thanks for joining us. appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, an interesting... Um, examination. I think for most of us, we understand that it's, it's, it's hard on our health. We've, we've gone through summers, you know, in, in this part of the world, especially where some days it's, you know, the sun doesn't rise because it's the, the smoke is so thick. But tell us about the work that you did. What exactly you, you were examining? Sure. So we followed uh, two, two million Canadians uh, over a period of about 20 years. Yep. And our, our main question was really just to look and see if people who live uh, closer to forest fires experience a higher um, rate of cancer than those that live further away. Um, We did this for a number of reasons. Um, Most of all, we don't really understand the long-term health effects of these events. Um, And uh, for good reason, we focus on on the short-term effects like uh, problems with your heart or your lungs um, because of the smoke. But um, because these events tend to happen in the same locations every year, there's probably some long-term health effects as well. And so that's why we did the study. Yeah, I was wondering, cumulative, right? I mean, if it's the same thing summer after summer after summer, it's got to build up just like somebody who smokes for 20 years versus somebody who smoked for two years and quit. That's exactly it. So the, when we think about environmental exposures and the long-term health effects, it's because people are exposed over a long period of time. And so if these events were rare and they sort of happened one year and then didn't happen for 10 years and then happened again, we probably wouldn't worry too much about the long-term health effects. But because they happen every year, and because we know that fires release a large number of known human carcinogens, yeah. um, it really makes a lot of sense to try and understand what the what the long-term health effects are, particularly with respect to cancer. Yeah, so taking a look at you know th- those effects that you're talking about, what did, what did you find? There, there, there is an elevated risk, at least um, at this point in the research, there seems to be, right? That's right, and, and two, um, two specific kinds of cancer um, sort of showed up. It was both lung cancer and brain tumors. Um, and those were the ones that were sort of consistently elevated in, in our analysis. Um, is it, I'm wondering, is it strictly because of what we can see and smell and taste and burns our eyes in terms of the air pollution, or are there other impacts? I mean, just that kind of pollution, does it have an effect on, I don't know, say water, or, or does, it, does it impact our environment in other ways aside just from what we're breathing in? Yeah, it certainly does, and that's why we, we, we look at the exposure as residential proximity to fires, um, because we didn't want to focus only on the smoke. Obviously, the smoke is important. Um, so we know that uh, air pollution in the form of fine particles are, are bad for our health. Um, but, but forest fires can also contaminate water and soil. Uh, contaminants can, can get into house dust, you know, after the fires. Yeah. And so we wanted to really capture the, the complete mix of, of potentially harmful things. And we did this using the sort of surrogate measure of proximity to the fires, um, because, again, we were interested in, in sort of trying to capture something about all of the pollutants and not just simply um, a single one like PM2.5. So when you're talking about proximity to the fires, what, what, what does that look like? Is it somebody who's, you know, a kilometer away? Because we have, I mean, being here in Edmonton or in Calgary, we haven't necessarily had fires, even in our province at times. Some of the smoke that we've dealt with over summers has come from, you know, neighboring provinces, be it Saskatchewan, Manitoba, British Columbia. Sometimes that smoke affects us here in Alberta. So how does that fit into the proximity equation? Right. And so so we looked at a pretty small radius. So we looked at 20 kilometers and 50 kilometers. Okay. 
Um, again, because we wanted to focus on sort of localized elevations in, in sort of harmful mixtures that are released by the fires and not just the smoke, which we know can travel for, for you know, large distances. Um, so, so we're talking about really the sort of localized effects. Um, but that smoke is also harmful, right? So it's, um, it's not that one is more important than the other, but if we're going to understand the, the total effect, we need to capture, you know, not just the PM2.5. So, I mean, what's the, what, what's the outcome of this? What, what can we do with this kind of research? Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent question. I think just knowing that there are long-term health effects, I think, is important. Because yeah. if we're going to really understand what, what the impacts of, these, of, of climate change and these events are on our health and our economy, uh, you need to understand all the effects, right? You can't, you can't just only look at one sort of kind of, of outcome. And so I think just understanding um, that there are long-term uh, health effects of these events is, um, is important and, if anything, provides impetus for more action on, on addressing um, the root causes of, of, you know, what's causing the warming climate and, um, and this increased frequency and intensity of fires. Um, last one, I'll let you go. Uh, firefighters, wildfire fighters, we, we, we know that some of these people do this year after year after year. Um, has there been work with them in terms of what they're exposing themselves to? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, not, not something that we did. Okay. I know there are people that are looking at this question, but of course, um, as in most cases, the occupational exposures are, are much higher than um, than what we would expose to generally, you know, in the general public. Uh, and so that would certainly be a population um, that would be of concern with respect to um, with respect to exposure to the forest fire chemicals. Um, and and a lot of adverse outcomes. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Scott. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.